Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to The Big Listen on Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by the excellent Ken Van Drusen, who's more commonly known as Pooch. Uh, he's an accomplished front of house engineer who's works with the likes of Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, uh, Linkin Park, Kiss and many others. Pooch, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's great to, great to be chatting to you today, man, from across the pond, obviously. Uh, where are you? It is. Any time <laughs> that I get to talk about audio and, and hang with my audio brother and after the <laughs> couple of years that we've just had, I'm, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a crazy time, hasn't it, the last oh, man, it sure has. two years? Yeah. Um, where, are you, uh, where are you joining us from today, Pooch? We're in Tampa, Florida today. I'm nice. uh, I'm out touring with uh, ZZ Top. Oh, nice! Uh, and we played a show here in Tampa uh, last night, and um, in the hotel room on my day off. Nice, nice. So, have you had a kind of enough projects over the last? You know, obviously, when things the pandemic first came about, I imagine it was a pretty tough time for you, like it was for a lot of uh, guys and girls working in in live sound. Um, but have things picked up a little bit for you now? Are you, are you finding enough, uh, you know, are you getting enough jobs to keep yourself busy? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's interesting here in the U S um, there are a, a bunch of bands starting to tour again. And, and one of them is the band that I was lucky enough to get asked to work for ZZ top. And I I've been out with them since July. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was, it was, uh, rough, you know, November, 2019 was, uh, when I stopped working, uh, expecting to go back to work in March, 2020. Uh, and, uh, we all know how that went. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I went from November, 2019 till July, 2021, uh, much like, you know, other people and, and, you know, it, it, elsewhere outside of the U S I'm very aware that it hasn't, uh, picked up as much mm. as it has here. Um, so I, I've, I feel very lucky that, uh, I've had a, a few months of work here. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, am I right in saying, uh, your touring days go back to, um, cause obviously I was talking to, to Kevin at JH, um, who very kindly put us in touch um yeah. i know you guys go back sometime it's around sort of early two early 2000s i know you was doing kind of metallica gigs limp biscuit um or do you go back a little bit earlier than that pooch um i mean as far as my touring goes i go back into the early 90s um okay. but as far as knowing kevin um we got to know each other on a uh a summer sanitarium tour which was metallica headlining and i was mixing limp biscuit and i believe kevin was working for the deftones at the time okay um so yeah it was a big stadium tour here in the in the u.s cool cool so when you first started mixing uh live gigs pooch when was your i guess when was your first big gig then when was like the 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 breakthrough breakthrough for you that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, I started, I went to Berkeley College of Music. So I graduated and I moved to Los Angeles and I was a, a producer and an engineer mm-hmm. in um, the late 80s and early 90s. Um, and I had never mixed a live show in my life. I was always a, a studio guy. Um, and the band uh, that asked me to come mix their live stuff was a band named Warrant. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, a, a hit record back then, um, called cherry pie and, uh, they were a hair metal band. Um, and, uh, just one day in the studio, we were working together and the lead singer asked me if I would mix their live show. 
Um, and so basically the next day I found myself, uh, mixing an arena show, <laughs> um, <laughs> having only been, <laughs> yeah, having only been a, uh, uh, a recording engineer. Um, but, uh, so that was my first like real, like, holy crap, this is amazing. I'm mixing. I really enjoy mixing for, you know, 10,000 people. Um, and then as my career progressed, I didn't just jump in as a front house guy. I ended up, you know, working for various sound companies and kind of ended up being a patch guy there for a minute and then mixed monitors for a long time. So, um, yeah, I just fell in love with the instant gratification of live sound, you know, people yeah. giving you feedback instantly as you're mixing. So that was, that was my first foray into it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I think, it, you know, a lot of the, uh, guys and girls that I speak to who, who work in live um, say the same thing, you know, the, the energy that you get um, from from mixing a gig like this, especially big ones in, in big venues. There's nothing quite like it, is there? Can't be beat, man. It's better than any drug. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Now, Pooch, I've been looking on your, um, on your website uh today and 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 this week actually and i know you offer um a bit of advice on there um, and kind of master classes on improving your mixes for for live shows uh live stream broadcast churches any type of presentation that that requires an audio mix um uh, which is pretty cool so i mean when and when and why did you decide to go into um making these tutorials and sort of sharing a bit of your a bit of your knowledge also a great question. Um, you know, I, I always tell people like, I didn't make any of this up. Like, you know, I learned everything that I do by watching someone else. Um, and I was very, very lucky early on in my career when I moved to Los Angeles to work with some of the best recording engineers in the world. It was kind of the, the top of the art of being a recording engineer and a producer. And I, you know, I worked behind people like Bruce Swedeen and, um, you know, Jack Joseph Puig and mm. people that were, you know, at the top of their game. And so everything that I know and everything that I do now, I learned from those people. And I feel like here I am in my mid fifties and it's time for me to pass that on to the next generation. Mm. Um, any knowledge that I have um, just because I believe knowledge isn't meant to be kept. It's meant to be shared. Um, and so, uh, I, I'm trying to, um, you know, in, in various ways, you know, working with Chris Raybold, uh, who is, who is also an amazing engineer. He mixes Bruno Mars and, and everybody, he's an amazing engineer. Um, he and I have kind of partnered up and, and are working together to, you know, try to help the sound community be better. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a noble cause pooch as well. Um, like you say, uh, you've kind of picked up bits and pieces of, of, you know, tricks and techniques over the years from your peers. And, and I guess now is a nice time, especially with the world in lockdown, I guess that would have been a nice time for you to, to, to impart a bit of that knowledge. Um, yeah, well. you know, I mean, it came about, uh, you know, I had been doing it prior to the pandemic, but the real mm, focus mm. was, when the pandemic started, we, we kind of said, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, you know, we need to do this. This is the time that we have. We're finally at home. We can spend a bunch of time and, and uh, share a bunch of knowledge. So we, we started a bunch of, of YouTube channels and et cetera. Yeah. Awesome. 
awesome stuff um and i I mean it's a bit of a loaded question but um it's uh it's one that's you know i'm quite curious about um i'm assuming you're offering advice uh in different aspects of the job to 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 whoever wants it um what's the top three pieces of advice that you would give um generally speaking for, for mixing concerts obviously um is there kind of a top three um kind of uh top top techniques or top tricks that you usually that you usually share wow um it's hard to put it into a three right? yeah i mean it's a hard question but uh, you know really um the first thing we should talk about always is that it it's important to have skills it's important to be able to provide an excellent mix for people and be good at what you do but before you get that opportunity there is a whole myriad of events that have to happen and and so i always tell people that if you really want to be at the top of your game in this business uh the first things you should be studying are a bit of psychology and a bit of how do i get along with people um Mm -hmm. because i would say 80 percent of my job is um communicating and and being able to walk into a room full of people and be able to understand what their needs are and provide them with those needs um and so that has catapulted my career further than ever being the best mixer in the world so that that's kind of my my general advice first um prior to you know any sort of tips or tricks um yeah yeah but um i think i think the art of balance has been lost um and uh what i hear um from a lot of newer engineers are um symphony for kick drum (laughs) uh you know the kick drum being way louder than it's supposed to be or yeah you know i mean those those kind of things so um i just noticed recently um that balance is an issue and i think some of it um is we have several generations now that have grown up with um, you know, MP3s and low resolution audio, mm-hmm. um, they may not know like what sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I recommend that you uh, study your artist's music and, um, you know, try to replicate what's happening on the record. But also, a lot of new records don't sound great either. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, my, my goal um, when I'm a front of house guy for, uh, you know, my clients is to provide a a record quality mix with impact. Um, and that could mean making it sound better in your opinion than what the record is. If you kind of know what I mean, because of the, the, uh, man, some of these pop acts recently, like the vocals are just so compressed and so dynamically squashed, Mm. Um, I feel like we as live sound engineers get an opportunity to back out of that a little bit and provide dynamics for a crowd. Um, so, um, 
Yeah. I mean, you know, listen and study records. Like I always tell people, and you know, maybe this is me being the old credgity sound guy, but I always say, man, listen to records like pre 1988, you know, um, records prior to that have dynamics and they're not, they weren't playing the loudness war. Mm. Um, and so if, if you can bring some of that into your live mix, um, I think that dynamics in live are important. Um, I used to love mixing Lincoln Park, um, and their whole bit is about making their verses super small, uh, and their choruses just have giant impact on the downbeat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I used to love like you could physically see the crowd. I would suck them back by like six dB, eight dB. And you could see them almost leaning forward as if trying to listen more. <laughs> and then on the downbeat of the chorus, hit them with an 808. That's a full roar. Um, and watch the entire crowd, a wave of people from the, the audio, um, you know, step back from that. And that's dynamics. And that, yes. that creates emotion. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot in there i don't know if there's yeah. three but there's a lot of <laughs> no that was great i think that's um it's covered quite a lot i mean it's it's incredible there's uh there's definitely a real kind of art to it and so many different facets of of the of the craft as well and it sounds like you've kind of you know mastered all of them really up to this point so it's, well it's just... i always tell people i mean i you know the reason that i love my job is that i i learned something new every single day mm -hmm. um you know watching someone or, or something um i do not claim to know everything um i but i you know i with experience i've been around for a while and and seen enough to where i hope i can share some of that knowledge upon other people yeah absolutely Absolutely. And now talking about, you mentioned there, you know, balance and consistency. Um, it's important to have that in your mix, of course. And and one way to achieve that is through mixing on uh, your in-ears, through your in-ear monitors yes. rather than with wedges. Um, I know you've recently got hold of a pair of Jolene's from JH Audio. Um, I sure have. have yeah, you, they're amazing. Yeah, I mean, have you, have you used <laughs> JH before, Pooch? I have. So my history with JH goes a long time back. Um, I worked with Jerry, um, you know, in the very beginnings of when he first started, um, you know, his own company there. Mm. Um, I worked with him as a, a monitor engineer uh, when I was the front house engineer for bands like Van Halen and, and Lincoln Park. Sure. Um, yeah. So he's a, a, a very well-known, trusted, um, you know, monitor engineer that I trust you know immensely and have immense respect for um and what he has created um and what he continues to do is is pretty amazing uh you know he keeps stepping up his game and and i'm i'm super proud of him yeah awesome awesome now i've heard a lot of good things about the jolines um what do you like about them personally pooch how do they i suppose it might seem quite obvious but how do they assist you day to day uh in your workflow you know, I use them a lot, um, mixing, you know, as a life sound engineer, we're, we are asked a lot of times to, um, you know, remix stuff or do remix a, a live record. I mean, I've done whole records. Um, I, I did a, a Kid Rock record and I did a, a Lincoln Park live 
record mm, mm. Um, that um, I've done in my hotel room with just a laptop and an interface. And in all of those cases, I've used Jerry's products. Um, and, and especially now, I think, you know, it's come so far forward, like the Jolene's are really super transparent. They're like, they really show you I've taken I've taken a mix that I've done on Jolene and a laptop in my in my hotel room and then put them on my favorite pair of speakers and the translation was you know exact. Yeah, um yeah. so it's weird. It's like I used to say, Oh, I gotta have speakers to be able to mix a record, but I, I've you know, I've mixed some records within ears um and, and they've turned out great um so yeah i you know i i use them every every single day to do that kind of things those kind of things i mean the fact that you can you can actually do that you know you can mix a record or mix a show um from your hotel room um on your in-ears because you've got that that kind of consistency with with how the mix translates is quite uh it's quite incredible really it is isn't it you know um, and it, you know, uh, Jerry and both and Kevin recommended that I get the Jolene's cause I, you know, I had upgraded, I had a pair, I think I had, uh, well, I had, you know, I've had tons of pairs. So I had a JH 16, I had, you know, whatever 13s and et cetera, mm. but it was time for me to upgrade. And so I was like, well, which one should I get for mixing records? Um, and I think Kevin was the one to recommend Jolene. And, and I, I think he was absolutely right. It's, it's, uh, it's just an all around great, uh, balanced, version of what's happening you know they have other ones that i I don't i don't claim to know you know all the differences between their inners but they have other models that are you know balanced to be have a bit more low end or balanced to have more high end etc um but i have found that these jolene's just are you know all across the way are, are very very good yeah excellent excellent now you mentioned um you're doing zz top at the moment right i am yes so I mean, again, a little bit of a loaded question, Pooch, but what's your typical approach? Like for these shows, for example, has there been any particular requirements for the audio? Is there any particular kind of techniques or anything that you've got to do, um, especially for, for these shows, for ZZ Top at the moment? Totally. So ZZ is um, the only band I've ever worked for where basically there are no monitor wedges and no in-ears on oh, stage. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So, um, what the, uh, what Billy Gibbons, the guitar player listens to is my mix. Um, and so it's very old school. That's very like kind of Elvis, isn't it? Um, and, uh, so there are, I don't want to say compromises, but there are things that I do in my front of house mix that I have to do in order for him to play well. Um, and so it's interesting. He is, uh, he's an unbelievable guitar player. I mean, it's just, you know, he's, he's so underrated, Uh, you know, he has, he has a reputation of course, but it's just like of all the guitar players that I've worked with, he's, you know, an amazing and amazing Mm -hmm. player. Um, and he requires a proper balance in order for him to play properly. He plays with um uh he plays with seven gauge strings which if you know anything about guitars are a very very light gauge Mm -hmm. um and so his intonation 
is all in his fingers. Like he can pull something out of tune very easily. So he has to hear those things clearly and properly. Um, and he uses uh, the, the dynamics of the PA to either play hard or play softly. And so if I push him too hard in the mix, in a solo, it forces him to play lighter than he mm -hmm. wants to. So there's this give and take um, between the front of house guy and the performer that I've never had with any other band before. Um, and so um, making all of that work um, is, is spending a bunch of time um, tuning the PA and making sure that he's going to be comfortable on stage. Um, if he gets comfortable, then everything else falls into place. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think, do you, are you finding more and more shows are kind of going that way um, recently and, you know, moving away from um, the wedges and, and doing things all on, on in-ears? Yes. Um, and, and I think it's great. Uh, for a front of house guy, it's a dream. Definitely a trend, <laughs> isn't it? I spent, you know, I yeah. probably spent 20 years of my career fighting incredibly loud guitar rigs yeah. and now that people are on ears we can you know use iso boxes and turn their amps sure, sideways sure. or you know whatever um and it's just it's it just has created a situation for way better front of house mixes yes absolutely oh good stuff good stuff man and and i suppose i mean i won't keep you much longer pooch um because i know you've uh you're on a you're on a busy schedule this week, but um, <laughs> it's all good, man. What, I have got, you, I got uh, what have you got planned for the rest of the year? What's in the um, what's in the pipeline for you? And and I suppose you know we're getting to the end of 2021 now. What have you got planned for for next year? Um, obviously, the world is you know gradually opening up now. Um, like you say over there in the states, I know things are kind of all systems go when it comes to to gigs. But what's um, what's in store for you? So ZZ Top is going from now until December 13th. So basically that takes me out for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the beginning of the year, January and February, they have a few dates here and there that I'll be doing. Uh, but then um, Iron Maiden, which is my main client, um, mm -hmm. is starting up again next year and has dates starting in June. So leading up to those dates will be some rehearsals, et cetera. Nice. Um, these are, they're all European dates. They're all in the EU um, through the summer. Uh, so summer festivals and that kind of thing. So I guess a lot of that is, is up in the air, although they're all on sale. So I'm, I'm hoping that that all goes well. Um, yeah, yeah. so, but, uh, but yeah, uh, 2022 will be me with Iron Maiden for the entire year. I think they have, um, a plan to work most of 2022. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. sounds like it's going to be a big year for, for, for all of you. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah Good man. stuff. Good stuff. All right, great. Thank you so much for um, for for giving your time to us today, Pooch. It was no, uh, thank you for having me, it man. Was, it was, it was a, a, a pleasure. Yeah, no, it was. It was, it was a real pleasure. And um, for the purpose of the podcast, I'm gonna uh, say my goodbyes now. Hopefully, we'll um, we'll catch up very soon. But in the meantime, you uh, you take care. Thank you. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.